is Linda Vetris Nichols, and do I have an amazing woman to introduce to you, Jenny Langren. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much, Linda. Absolutely. And we're going to be talking about choosing unity. And I love how you are so married to that conversation. That is really your deepest teaching, uh, teaching the rest of us how we too can choose unity. So thank you for doing this with me. I'm so happy that you're offering this space, for sure. So Jenny, you have a really cool story of transformation and it starts way back with uh, baby land, right? You're now yeah. your kids. Yeah, for sure. So um, I, I had my first daughter, Bella, and when she was only 10 months, I uh, was pregnant with twins. Oof. And uh, it, I was so sick <laughs> from the pregnancy. Right. And I found myself in a very destructive marriage where I was very alone. And uh, yeah, this, this part of my life is as I look back, a lot of choices where I chose to stay in a situation that was not uh, serving me. Right. And my journey of transformation is uh, deciding to choose differently and uh, let go of this uh, marriage and uh, just choose better for myself and my children right. and own that. And uh, realizing that um my first step in finding unity with other people is finding unity with myself mm -hmm. and caring for myself as a mother right so this is the beginning of my transformation for sure very very cool mm -hmm. yeah and then you ended up with what by the time your daughter was like um a year and a half you ended up delivering premature twins um, premature yes Right. They were born in, in week 26, uh, and uh, I still remember them so, so tiny and so vulnerable and strong at the same time. Right. And I remember, especially as a mother, that I have had so many lessons in wanting to protect them yeah. and wanting to interfere and be there and also learning to stay at my side of the fence. And also, you know, letting go is not just in relationship to uh, a partner or a friend or a family, you know, or a relative, it's, mm -hmm. it's also in relationship to our children. Yeah. And so I've learned that for sure to, um, to allow friction in their lives and own my yes and no mm -hmm. in relation to my children as well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that my yes and no is authentic. And so that I'm also caring for myself as a parent. So beautiful. And you're a working parent as well. So as far as like a job for a company outside of your home and mm -hmm. yeah, that's heavy duty. And I can't believe how you know, ended up, I chose your slides and you just like, oh, you're not going to believe how that resonates so well with me because, because initially you didn't even have a car. You had a, what's called a box bike. I'm like, what's a box bike? <laughs> so you had a box that is large enough for three children. And through the Swedish winter for a whole year, 
you bicycled the kids to school and yourself to work that just blows me away yeah well we're pretty resilient when we don't have a choice right (laughs) so i i didn't get my driver's license well i didn't really have an opportunity or the support to get a driver's license through through this marriage and i was very isolated through it and uh, just walking out um yes well what i had (laughs) was that i could get this box bike and it really turned into a great opportunity for the children and myself to uh, own our moods in the morning (laughs) i love that teaching that went on in that little yeah (laughs) yeah and speaking speaking of boundaries and letting go you know to allow that friction to be like this is where we're at right now, acceptance. This yes. is what mommy can do right now. Yes. We have this box bike that serves us and we get to dress up in the cool nice winter morning. Yeah. And get in there and uh, care for one another and uh, and just get through our day and, and be grateful for everything that we have. Yeah. So it's cool that yeah. you mentioned that box bike has been a symbol of gratitude and yeah. uh, accepting uh, where we're at so beautiful and then you did you I mean it's not easy in Sweden to get your license you were telling me and you did it and you passed your test and you Mm -hmm. have Cornell and you gave the box bike to someone else who really needed it and that's just so beautiful and so thank you for who you are and for your generosity in this world Jenny thank you Linda All right, so in choosing unity, it's important to listen. Yeah, man, and you do such a good job of teaching listening skills. And just tell us a little bit about your background um, in behavioral, is it behavioral science, Jenny? Yes, well, I studied social work to begin with. And before I was done with my studies, I did finish them. Uh, through my last semester, I actually started teaching at the University of Engineering, uh, teaching leadership and communication. Ah, okay, wonderful. Yes, so I realized pretty early on that I, I was devoted to to leadership, and actually, to go back to the beginning, it all started with being fascinated with the destructive cults, oh. and and. Uh, just seeing leaders through their their skill of communicating in in a very destructive way, being able to disconnect people from themselves. Wow. So what what how it began for me was that I wanted to uh, support the people leaving destructive cults in reconnecting with themselves mm. and and supporting them, you know, on that journey and as time went by uh, I realized that it was really understanding the parts of leadership the parts of uh, understanding the commute the communication as a leader right um, to support those people to reconnect with themselves that was just just it just filled me up nice. uh, to understand <laughs> Uh, yeah. what supports people to to get on their own healing journey as as the leader right so that just redirected me to to leadership and um, 
and yeah, it's just been from there. I've been um, yeah, a manager within the welfare and a counselor. And right now I'm the CEO of NARA Communication, my own business that I founded this very yeah. year. That's so cool. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. So open up. A good leader is going to open up, right? Yeah. So how mm -hmm. do you open up and, and prepare to listen? What's that connection? Hmm. To open up to other people, we get to first be very curious mm -hmm. as to what they have to offer us. Mm -hmm. um, I found that people who are vastly different from myself offer me the greatest lessons in self-exploration. Wow, that's huge. And when, yeah, like I'm an introvert myself. And when I understand that people who are extroverted, for example, they teach me on the parts that I yet have to discover about myself because I right. do have extroverted parts as well. So opening up is about understanding the opportunity of different, of what is unique, mm -hmm. uh, of what is separated from myself. And um, care for those people mm -hmm. to see that at a deeper level we're all connected and yeah. uh, it serves me to um just yeah just tap into that yeah absolutely and then accept mm -hmm. so when okay so let's back this up when i meet people who are different from myself I first get to accept where I end mm, I love that part it all begins with me understanding and accepting uh, who I am so that I'm able to see the ways that I can be complement complemented in collaboration mm -hmm. complementary yes to them Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly, and complimentary to them. So I get to accept myself. I get to open up to the ways that other people can contribute to me as a person. And um, just realize that it's a gift to meet those who are different from myself. Mm -hmm. And when I'm at that stage, listening is not a task. It's it's a gift. It's something that I get to do. Um, it's a gift you give yourself too, it's right? It's a gift I give myself. As yeah. well as the, person, sure. the other person. We all love to be heard. We love to be yeah. listened to. So yeah, it's a, it's a gift for both. I love that. And I always love how you say, to understand where I end and where you begin. It's like, ah, oh, yes. I love your quote about that. <laughs> you. So beautiful. And then yeah. act, like act like you're listening, people. <laughs> mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Exactly. Like when we decide that it's an act, it's a verb, it's something that I'm doing, we become very intentional. But listening to this person sitting in, in front of me is something that I choose to do. Mm. And when we step into choice, we really reclaim our power. Right. You know? I didn't just end up here, like I choose to be here. I choose to be present and hold space for this person and acknowledge them for who they are. 
Mm. And uh, I don't really have to agree with them. I can acknowledge the whole space for them and their point of view. Mm. And that will enrich in me as well. Mm, beautiful. I love it. So we're talking about choosing unity and we're talking about truth in choosing unity. Woo. All right. So fill us in on that one, Jenny. Mm. When I think of truth, I come back to the fact that we get to be truthful with ourselves. Ooh, yeah. Good one. Yeah. Like, and also the foundation of leadership is about knowing ourselves and how will we know ourselves if we are not true to who we are. Right. So it's about owning ourselves and what does it take <laughs> to be truthful? Like imagine that you want to get to know a friend and you're walking over to their house and you're knocking on their door and they open the door and they're like looking at you with despite and disrespect and, and just like anger. Like, are you gonna wanna stay in that company? Are you gonna wanna get to know them and get to know who they really are? Would you, Linda? No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you, exactly. And it's, this is the picture that I have in mind when I think about the fact that we get to open that door to ourselves and get to know ourselves that um, we get also to greet our own knocking <laughs> on our own door with loving yeah. eyes and eyes that invite us in and that are compassionate and understanding right. and curious. And, um, and that's what it comes down for me to about truth, okay. that owning it is not a punishment. It's not about beating ourselves up. And I found that many times with leaders, that's what they think that is. Mm. But it's really about um, embracing yourself and loving yourself for who you are all the pieces parts <laughs> and right I remember you know in entrepreneurship initially it's like ooh, that might turn somebody out I won't use that word or I won't say this or I won't act mm -hmm. like that because that might turn somebody off and it's just like Carol <laughs> turn somebody off would you yeah because until you do <laughs> you're not being truthful with who you are and you won't attract your tribe. And I'll never forget hiring uh, my own book coach, um, Christian, and also enjoyed Women Around with Wolves kind of stuff. And um, yeah, the, the, day, the day it clicked for me, like she's for me, you know, I, I, I really want to hire her is the day she swore. It's like, yeah, I don't trust anybody who doesn't swear. I don't. <laughs> right? Come on. You stubbed your toe. I bet you slipped. <laughs> it just feels a little more real and a little more human to not be so braggy that you never swear or mm -hmm. work so hard to never swear. It's like, mm -hmm. just get that crap out of you, you know? Just yeah. swear. Come on. Yeah. Go for it. We're all Come angry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if we keep that anger in, it reminds me of the movie Chocolat. I don't know if you've seen that. It's Johnny Depp. Yeah. And um, yeah, and the, <laughs> and the priest who, or no, was he a priest or a pastor? No, he's, oh, he was in charge. Some Oh, his mayor, that's what it was. And and um, that's what it was. And he was like such a devout, I believe, Catholic, because there was a priest involved. Okay, anyways, he ends, 
he's like all about Lent and, you know, just tea. And I don't even know if he had any food at all. And, um, and he was on everybody else's case, you know, catching them doing bad things or whatever. And he ends up in the front window of the, the, the chocolate shop um, with, he had just eaten and it was, Lent wasn't over and he's, <laughs> he's right there in front of all of society to see his big mistake. <gasps> oh, that was so funny. And he just became a little more human after that day. Yeah, well, I love that. Yeah, it's so relieving to hear that, you know, that to see the, the mad or the crazy parts of other people because they have right. them too. Because we're all human. Yeah, so we're all, all human. About- yeah. yeah, and there's beauty yeah. in that, right? Beauty is, in yes. being human. Beauty, beauty in our own unity. Home. Because when we hear other people say me too, yes. that's when we feel that sense of shared. You know, that's our humanity is the bridge between us. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that it's a shared human experience, what we're all going through that unites us. Right. And also our differences unites us, right? Yeah. For sure. Because the fact that we're all unique and beautifully mm-hmm. unique uh, is something yep. that we'll have in common. Yeah. And the first step, I always say the first step in healing is understanding because that was yeah. definitely my journey as I couldn't figure out my kid. It was like, what is with but my firstborn's like really bouncy and uh, a lot of things going on. And and it wasn't until this, this one gal really heard me and it, it kind of involved like, um, I could go be with this group of parents, you know, whose kids were also pretty challenging. And I'm like, why? I have a degree in special ed. I just sit around and help all of them. Bless them. Why I have a degree in special ed? Or just sit around yeah. and help all of them? How is that helping me? Yeah. And right. And she she just clicked right into that. And she goes, I totally hear you. And yeah. you know, going into a group like that probably is not the thing for you right now mm. at all. And that is okay. And that is okay. And it was like, somebody heard me, somebody listened, somebody believed and believed me. And even like in school, like teachers didn't pick up on it either. You know, I just always felt uh-huh. like the crazy one. So, and uh-huh. if I ran my home, like a preschool, my kids were fine. <laughs> They're like, what mom has the capability of 24 seven preschool? I don't know, not me. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. And, and acceptance, that's another one of accepting, like you said before, like where I end and where you begin and then you don't get into ego competition with anybody, right? Exactly. Yeah. Acceptance is just the, the basis of everything. And I know Brene Brown has this really beautiful quote, and I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly, but I'm getting the essence of it. That our level of uh, or our sense of belonging Mm -hmm. will never be higher than our level of self-acceptance that's a powerful one it is and it Mm -hmm. takes a while for us to take that in Mm -hmm. that for us to be in unity or in in a deeper sense of belonging with other people Mm -hmm. and our first step is in accepting ourselves right and owning all of these parts that we've been talking about that mm-hmm. you know I have some some clients speaking of this as you know I you know now that I'm recognizing these parts of myself I don't feel as strong as I used to and so we get to reframe strength in nice. relation in relation to uh, to um, 
to vulnerability mm-hmm. and realize that uh, we're actually being strong when we are acknowledging all the parts of us and yeah. owning and loving all the parts right. of our humanity. Mm-hmm. You want to hear a real funny? When I was like uh, on LinkedIn really has more of the reactions of this. So on LinkedIn, one of the reactions is insightful. It's um, it's a light bulb. And the old me would have been like, if I click and react with the light bulb, it means I didn't know what they just shared. And it's like, what? <laughs> and, and now it's like, that was really insightful. And that have it like meaning I didn't know about it, right? Yeah. So that was that was a big growth thing. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Mm-hmm. Anything else on acceptance? I think we covered it. We just keep yeah. swinging back at it because it's so important, and it it's is. it's the yeah. And we talk about it, but when you when you're on your journey of transformation and you get to that point where you're actually owning it and you're letting go of uh, you know imposter syndrome and, yeah. and people pleasing and and being in your head about what other people are thinking about you then um you know it, it takes a while for us to really feel it and and uh, recognize what that feels like to truly accept who we are yeah or listen for the words if you're you know in the habit of cutting yourself down you mm-hmm. don't hear those words it's always nice to always say you have somebody around you that can police your words yeah. not in a negative way just yeah. in a yeah. factual you know did you yeah. hear yourself say that not repeat mm-hmm. what you said because you don't want to imprint even more you know and you certainly don't want them saying it so yeah yeah just bring yeah. it to that conscious level conscious yeah and And then you're getting into the way that we use our words and Uh and the way that we speak to ourselves yeah right (laughs) is 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 so powerful and the way that we can be intentional about the just the way that we phrase things as as uh, terry (laughs) says like i i don't have to uh, let's not should on ourselves like we get to uh, mm-hmm. take on our lives. And, and it comes from a place of acceptance and understanding our worth mm-hmm. and a place of abundance. Um, so yeah, really just the way that we can shift uh, our words and the way that we self-talk is really powerful. Yeah, and in the process of pol- getting words policed or policing our own words, if you will, um, is when you do catch yourself or someone else says oh did you hear that and it it's it's about not going into duality about it like oh shoot mm-hmm. you know it's just it it is what it is mm-hmm. right it is. and it's it's like okay it happened what are yeah. you choosing okay i'm yeah. i'm choosing the opposite and i'm going to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that you know the next time I'm not speaking so unconsciously, right? It keeps yeah. you fully present. Whenever we're doing anything new, it really slows us down and keeps us fully present. So yeah, yeah I love it. And there's people who like just deliberately go out and face their fears. Like um, 
I don't know how to do whatever it is and they go learn it you know and it's Mm. fun when it's moms and they have their kids with them because they get to to model for their children um what it's like to be afraid what it's like to get over it what it's like to accept to get it right that time or or whatever and it's so funny how we even label that got it right got it wrong babies don't do that they fall down a lot and they pretty much learn not to even cry about it Mm -hmm. you know a lot of times we imprint them with oh no are you okay and you know we teach them to cry about it yeah Yeah. so it just is they definitely learn to walk at the level of their soul (laughs) exactly as you teach and and the the way that we address our children that's often from a reaction to just emotions that are rushing through ourselves that we're not able to handle uh, at the point. So we, yeah, as you're sharing, we get to open up to the lesson. Mm-hmm. And yes. that's also a big part of acceptance that when things, you know, life is change. Life is yeah. ever changing. Mm-hmm. It's like I have this river running down beneath my balcony. And I know that if I touch yeah. that water, twice I can never touch the same water Uh, like this experience is right now that's mm -hmm. all that exists (laughs) and and as life change I get to open up to the lesson and ask myself what is this teaching me yes and that's different from being in the resistance of like why is this happening to me like trying to pull that water you know right and just allowing it and just follow that river along and see where that takes us Mm, so beautiful big part of acceptance definitely yeah Yeah. and in we're talking about next honesty I don't know if you've read Stephen Covey's work oh my gosh he's got this one story about his son and his son was just like failing at softball and the more he praised him for, uh, you know, every little thing that he was doing right, the worse his kid was getting to his mm-hmm. wife was getting super concerned too. And he finally just decided to be honest. He mm-hmm. realized that trying to pump his son up was only hurting him. Kids are smart. Mm-hmm. They see right through, you know? Oh, yeah, they're yeah. real. They're very real. They're very honest um yeah people people with autism will tell you I you know I don't know how to lie (laughs) right it's just about truth and it's like Mm -hmm. they're trying to get used to the rest of us that kind of candy coat you know and they're like what yeah candy coating really becomes that facade and and uh creates space between us So this child I imagine that he knew the truth like he knew what was going on I suck and <laughs> I thought what was going on let's just meet each other where we're at right so he pitched him and he he said um oh yep missed that one lean a little bit to the right let's see how it goes next time well, you now know, we're talking pitched, about right and then yeah he got it and a little more but he just kept telling what he was doing wrong and and you know what what's helpful he was telling him what to do right basically you know but yeah a- acknowledging that it didn't work and yeah. that's what healed his son again mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. step in healing is understanding mm-hmm. 
and yeah. someone was witnessing and understanding what this yeah. poor child was going through. Yeah, exactly. And it just lesson. it brings me back to the situation that I've been with me with my own children, because we uh, we left and we hid right uh from this marriage and for me going forward uh, i've learned to be honest with them at their level yeah and right. uh to just confirm them that their gut feeling is yeah. real right oh, that's so it's great affirming their gut feeling that they are so intuitive they understand what's going on and if I hold up a facade and pretend like something else, then I'm just going to confuse them. And I'm yeah. not going to confuse them. I'm going to meet them where they're at. Um, and that means owning my own truth. And yes, yeah. right. Yeah. Big one, too. Yeah. I love it. Talking about choosing unity. And yeah. so if you're going to choose unity, you get to choose. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. You get to choose love and unity and hope. So get us started, Jenny. When you see the word choose, and we're kind of talking about like the idea of unity. Um, yeah, what comes up? Well, what comes up for me is that we get to step into choice. Mm, nice. Sometimes when we're in a relationship with someone and there's friction <laughs> or disturbance, we tend to get very focused on what the other person is doing, you know, what they, how they are acting or behaving. Yeah. And when we are in that sphere of other people and other people's actions and choices, we're really giving our power away because mm -hmm. we don't have any power there. And we can even sense it when we're there in our minds that we just feel weak. So choosing love to start is about getting back into our own bodies, right? Yeah. And recognizing the power of influence that we do have making our own decisions and understanding that my actions are not based on being a reflection of how the other person is behaving. Nice. It gets to be a reflection of who I am and who I choose to be it's part of our own growth. And I'm telling you, Linda, firsthand that sometimes loving a person means letting them go. Yeah. And loving doesn't always look that loving is one of your quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not to other people. We can own that love and recognize it for what it is and just allow people to have their own opinions. Mm -hmm. It's none of our business. Yep. And it reminds me of like, um, you know, having a festering wound and like literally needing it cut open more so it can, you know, drain mm. or whatever. And and that doesn't seem very loving to take a knife to someone who's already in pain, right? Yeah. Put a Band-Aid on it. It'll, you know, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Kiss the boo-boo. <laughs> I was like, you know. Yeah, mothering can feel that way too. That didn't yeah. feel very loving. Um, yeah, yeah. Hold Sometimes more, that, yeah, move the child way further down the road positively than anything else we could have done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Loving can be about letting go, yeah, and just allowing people to play their leading role in their own lives. Yep, to learn from natural consequences, mm -hmm. to uh, 
hold that space for them and love them on a distance while they get to explore their own tools right uh, of emotional intelligence and understanding for their their own being and their own journey and uh, and that's i mean i'm just thinking of this this little tree that i may keep on my window sill you know protected <laughs> safe <laughs> from the wind and the rain and the sun and it's just going to grow to get pretty weak compared to that great oak tree that's out there you know dealing with reality Wow. So thinking about love, I come back to the fact that I get to allow people to root themselves as that tree in the reality that is and, mm -hmm. and be honest with them and right. own my own, you know, decisions and be truthful to who I am so yeah. that they get to root themselves in what truly, truly is. I love and, that um, rooted too, yeah. Jenny. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's actually a big part about leadership. When we speak about leadership, many times we think about the importance of having a vision as a leader to be able to, you know, stick our head above the clouds and see what other people are not yet seeing and inspiring them and, and you know, enabling them to believe in yeah. what is to be. That's the vision. And leadership is also about being rooted in reality in how people are truly behaving and acting and what's really going on in our circumstances. Yes. And that's loving on them. And it's tough love at some times. Sometimes. Um, sometimes it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And remembering that they can't see what you are seeing too, right? Very true. It's part of the vision. Yeah. Yeah. So bringing vision into reality is, you know, that's the tough job of leadership. And that's when leadership um, feels lonely and yeah. why it's so important to connect with other leaders who are in that same reality themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. how do you bring it home? You know, how do yeah. you get them to get it? And even in coaching, um, you know, I was like, don't be too far ahead of people, you know, like even yeah. a couple steps, which you know, people go, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't teach that. I don't know mm -hmm. enough. And it's like, you probably know way too much, <laughs> but yeah. staying just two steps ahead of somebody, that's always been the, the best coaching um, experience for me is having a coach that's just been through those trenches and mm. um, they really can get in touch with where you're at emotionally or whatever hoop they just jump through they really know how to get you through it faster so that's been super cool yeah yeah and it helps to really care for that person because <laughs> when we get stuck in and just showing off of prestige or you know look at me when we're in that part of our, our ego then that's um it's just disconnecting. And uh, when we get down to just being curious and caring for that other person, um, it just gets really easy to, to meet them where they're at. Yeah, absolutely. And it brings us right back to unity. <laughs> so yeah, we choose to be that way. Oh, we're yeah. at unity again. Mm -hmm. And to we're me, at, that's yeah. unity without uniformity too. Like we don't all have to be alike. It's seeing the differences in each other and your wonderful 
where do I end and where do you begin kind of thinking? Exactly. It's, it's recognizing the fact that, uh, as I've said in recently, like the, the fact that we're all unique and that we're all special and different and uh, um, kind of messy at times is something that we all have in common. So if I really tried to, um, you know, look like everybody else, um, I'm just not gonna be honest to my purpose here at this earth. And um, oh, Linda, I am getting so distracted. Can we purpose? That? Well, purpose, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, what is purpose? Purpose is us, <laughs> right? We yeah. get taught like, oh, you're gonna go find your purpose. And it's a very masculine thing because, you know, men being in touch with their mission, you know, that's super important. And Get down to the nuts and bolts of purpose we are our purpose does that we make are. sense yeah yeah it does make sense and that's why yeah. so you're okay no matter what you're doing mm -hmm. and that yeah. brings it back to living in the now right yeah. we're not guaranteed yeah. another minute on this planet not mm -hmm. a minute so mm -hmm. yeah right now it's the most important and mm -hmm. in the now um you know there's nothing to worry about because the, that's in the future you know the, if mm -hmm. it's not happening right now there's nothing to worry about <laughs> that doesn't mean you don't act on it you know so yeah okay and then hope um that has a flip to it uh you can hope you're gonna get rescued or you can you know set up the flares or make the sticks into the word help on the beach or you know like go into action right so mm -hmm. hope can be a lack word it and can. hope can be a very hopeful word <laughs> like yeah. i i hope right um hope in action though keeps it out of lack and when i say action even just pausing and sitting around doing nothing it's that's still an action right so yeah it's a choice that we step into for sure yeah yeah it's just holding space for an outcome yeah you know whether we're led to take an action on it or not we're still holding space for that outcome instead of like well i hope mm. it happens like mm. Mm. no then you're out of your power and you're in lack yeah yeah so hope and trust uh, are very interesting words to to look at here like i can hope can be a lack word and it can be just an inspiration of you know i trust yeah that uh this is going to work out for mm -hmm. the better i trust the process right i trust that i'm learning through this and that i'm growing through this and and um, the whole journey of going from maintaining external control of things to feel safe, to experience security and moving inward as a leader, for sure, to understand that you get, that find a sen you get to find that sense of security within an internal trust yeah. <laughs> and hope and um, it, that's, to me, that's been such a great shift in my journey of transformation to 
be able to allow life to develop and uh, to allow that river to just flow beautifully <laughs> and take that day as it is and mm -hmm. and cherish it yeah and um recognize the just the teachings and the opportunity that i have to connect with the people that i meet because it just comes right. back to the people that i serve yeah and it takes me to the idea of emotions and like i love your mm -hmm. river analogy uh, my mom always says you know this too shall pass right so emotions they're going to be there in the moment and they may mm -hmm. feel like they're lasting forever um they pass they, they do, do pass yeah and you feel different sometimes not in the very next morning and I guess it I guess <laughs> the idea of if you've been through you know the death of someone um you, you go from well there's the denial and you know there's all those stages of grief um there is a stage where you're just super raw and you think that they're like that's never going to change or you're like you don't want to feel that way and you want it to change and you just like fight against the raw and then can get into trauma responses of making sure you never feel mm -hmm. that way again you know yeah that's heavy stuff and to recognize that we're we're all going through that heavy stuff we all have our own triggers um we can understand each other's behavior a lot better as well and that yeah. gives us hope as humanity to actually get along in this world people yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly and part of that is recognizing that our emotions really serve us you know their message they, they yes i like to speak of them as my friend mm -hmm. like even anger knocking on that door is a friend of mine that wants to teach me about what is important to me mm -hmm. and uh, that this is again back to acceptance and recognizing that all parts of me you know are a discovery they're part of the discovery right so i get to you know instead of pushing that down or walking around or you know keeping that out uh, i'm able to welcome it in and uh, listen to the teaching uh, what is this teaching me and again back to just the relationship to with my children yeah. uh, they're going through it as well mm -hmm. so recognizing that whatever's coming up is allowed and let's listen let's get curious yeah uh, and um, yeah ask what this is teaching us i love it Thank you so much, Jenny. It's always such a pleasure to chat with you. I'm meeting you, Linda. So good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.